0: Whoa, well, dudes. Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candair Podcast. It happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours truly, Cowabunga!
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candair a tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Nord. I'm Jake Runyon, and joining us today, our actual first in-studio guest. We've had people no. come in, yes, oh, really, yeah. very first, okay. very okay. first. We've had people come fill in when uh, you know someone's out or. Just to sit in because they like the conversation, but our Shut first up, guest, yeah, shout out to big shout out to <laughs> Kyle. <Yeah. laughs> we welcome from the PBD cast, John Orlando. Thanks so much for being with us, man. Thank
0: you for having me, and I feel like honored now. Really, like I'm the first in studio <laughs> guest. Like, wow, now the pressure's on. I better you better rise. Yes, well, exactly. I could rise to the occasion.
1: <laughs> we don't have any parting gifts, though. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's
0: all right. I'm excited
1: about this because uh, you got us on your show. Yes. What well, was in September, September. I believe? Yeah, September, So, uh, one, it's awesome to uh, return the favor, you know, have yeah. you on onto our, onto our turf, See, if, you know, see how it goes. But um, not only that cross-promote podcast, I want to start doing that a lot more. We haven't done a lot of that. We've uh, mm-hmm. we've potted with the Game Fix guys out of Cleveland, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for this episode, needless to say.
0: Well thanks for having me again. It's a pleasure to be here and looking forward to talking about our topic today oh, it's I'm going excited to be fun. for it.
1: It's going to be fun In our retro roundtable we're talking Christmas movies and specials Now I know some of our uh, loyal listeners might know we've you know we've talked on this subject before
2: we've dipped our toe in the pool
1: that we have but uh, I think we're going to hit on a lot of uh, movies and specials we didn't touch on before and I think it's going to carry kind of the same theme that our uh, December patreon pod.
2: Yeah, there's going to be a little
1: bit of overlap, I think. <clears throat> a but little not, bit.
2: Not enough that you shouldn't contribute to our Patreon. <laughs> right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if you back our
1: Patreon page, you get access to a very exclusive uh, podcast, Candair Patreon Pod. And the very first episode just went up a few days ago, the December Patreon Pod, where we uh, talk about Christmas songs that don't get enough airtime or Christmas songs that aren't Christmas songs at all. Just make us think uh, of Christmas. And. I find them pleasant alternatives to the standards that we're yeah. beat over the head with yeah. every year so.
0: uh, is there creepy Christmas songs on there cause Baby It's Cold Outside is the
1: creepiest (laughs) Christmas song ever, I
0: mean, and right now, in our society right now, don't you think that one should be stricken from the list? Seriously. I mean, I heard it three times Saturday while decorating. I was listening to the radio station here that I won't mention, but I was like, really? You're playing that twice? Okay. Okay."
1: (laughs) My boy here offered some creepy suggestions, not the same kind of creepy. Oh, okay. a, A different flavor of creepy. Okay. Any of our listeners know what that flavor is, too, if they've listened yeah, to Jake say, <laughs> talk before. Signature Jake Spices. Yeah. <laughs> That's a secret recipe. It's that secret ingredient to candy, my friend. It's love. That's There it is. Right there it is, buddy. Then we're going to swing open the door to the comic vault. What do we have this week, guys? Anything good? Battle Pug by Mike Norton. Battle
2: Pug Battle Pug Pug piece. like the dog
1: Like the dog pug. Oh shit Son <laughs> I'm excited to hear about yeah. this he I can't wait to out. talk
2: about it. Mike Norton Okay
1: Alright so right. self
2: published Heir to the Norton fortune <laughs> Yeah near <laughs> the yeah. What
1: about you
3: Jack Scurry by Max Smith Okay very cool Max Smith Yeah we, he's going to be on the show, isn't he? That's what I was... Where, before the show, I was asking about... I had a lot of shit on going on through it. my head. Yeah,
1: I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to light on air. I haven't decided <laughs> whether I wanted cheese on my hamburger yet. I just once were past that. A few of the titles we'll be talking about there. Jack, he has another uh, Hero of the Week. Yep. What, what was it? Uh, Real World Hero. Excuse Real me. We don't do it enough. I don't remember the yeah. fucking name. <laughs> then we're going to turn our attention over to John and talk about the PVD cast, which I'm excited to do. So... Let's kick it off with this week's retro round table.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Alright guys. Christmas movies and specials. John, since you're so excited to do this, I am. let's just start uh, with you, sir.
0: I have two, both from the year of 1985. Um, And I'll go with maybe the lesser of the two. I'm a big fan of the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special.
1: I didn't know there was such a thing. Yes, there
0: is. I was unaware of this either. I'm a huge fan of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I uh, remember the cartoon vividly uh, about... Four four or five years ago, I received as a gift on DVD the He Man She Were Christmas special. By the way, it was a buck 25, apparently, at Gabriel Brothers. <laughs> if anybody knows that fine store from the northeastern part of Ohio, I um, do know that show. You that, that place. You yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, where you go to get like all of the really bad, like, um, the, you know, r- irregular t shirts yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: I had one in high school that was a Bugle Boy shirt that didn't have. The print on the back, but it had the little logo print on the front and a Uh guy that I went to school with had the same shirt. But
0: his
1: was the good one. Bugle boy, man. Yeah. Clothing and defining a generation I to on. say,
0: you would go there like to try to find the non-Super Bowl winning champion t-shirts, because they would be there, yeah, you know? It, and right, you'd right, right. be like, what? Yeah. San Diego Chargers? They lost to the Niners. What? You know? So um, anyways, so yes, the He-Man Achiever Christmas special does exist. Um... I literally took notes last night while watching it because it's so convoluted. Oh, you watched it just last night? I watched it last. I watched it once a year, and you would think after I've watched it eight times that I would remember everything that happened. But again, it's such a cluster f of a show.
1: I can imagine. Like,
0: oh yeah. So uh, for those that are uh, unaware, it takes place in Eternia, the home planet of He-Man. Of course. And He-Man and Matt-at-Arms have created this thing called the Sky Spy, which was like this rocket ship, and they were going to launch it, and unbeknownst to them... Don't they need, like, congressional approval or <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> I, just, when your prince at you don't get see, to, yeah. you know. I guess so. Uh, so apparently, Orko was inside of it, and Orko, for those that don't know, is the Jar Jar Banks of the Masters right. of the Universe, right. you know? The
1: little, uh, the little, like, Goblin, yeah. ...thing that yeah. everybody likes more than Final than Fantasy, J. right? Yeah. Like,
0: that's his whole aesthetic.
1: You know, it's yeah. funny, as this liked as he is. That was the one toy I wanted the most from the He-Man lineup but as a kid.
0: Did you know that originally it wasn't a toy? He was not a toy in the line. The cartoon He was only in the cartoon and then they made the toy later. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I was
3: disappointed with that toy. He I was mean, there wasn't much as to tall As the other figures. Yeah, yeah the he was zip zip way thing too that yeah. Is. Yeah. yeah, But it was, came with a cool magic trick, so that was neat.
0: So, anywho, he's inside and then he crashes the Sky spy into Earth And so um, as He-Man and Matt-at-Arms try to figure out what's going on, he befriends two kids. Um, One called, and this is going to sound awful, but his name is Miguel, and he doesn't look Hispanic at all. So (laughs) I was like, way to go animators. Way to make (laughs) the kid, actually. Anyways, um, so basically at this point, they realize, they being He-Man and Matt-at-Arms, that they can't get the... Ship back, so they have to create a tractor beam, but they don't have all the parts, so she has to go and get a water crystal from her home planet. I don't know, again, I don't know why, but anywho, uh, inject the, the fact that there is something called the Monstroids, these giant, really bad, they, they're basically go-bots. Oh, you remember go-bots? yes, yeah. I do. I
1: do remember yeah. GoBots. Yeah, so
0: that's basically what they were. And they attack, um, Let's see, Hordak decides he's going to kidnap the kids. So does Skeletor thinks he's going to kidnap the kids. The kids do get back to Eternia, but they don't have enough juice in the tractor beam to send them back to Earth. Uh, Skeletor has a Scrooge moment where he decides he has the Christmas spirit. The kids eventually get back to Earth. It's, it's, it's a mess. It's really. Mm. There's also the Machines as well, which were like these... Really bad, even worse than the Monstroid-like Gobot things. It's it's a mess. It's just a complete mess. But
1: mm. I'm glad you gave the description because now I don't have to watch it. So, that <laughs> works in a, my brain trying to remember it, and I don't remember it. I saw the light like sparkle in your eye when he mentioned it because I know how you and uh, your wife love He-Man and She-Ra, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. I imagine that'll be something I know brought up I've in the Doherty to, household yeah. here very soon. When I get home I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look I'm
0: sure. I mean no, I can't I can't guarantee you're gonna get it on Amazon for buck oh, twenty five, yeah. but you know. Um so it, it it's it's a mess, but for some odd reason I thoroughly enjoy it because you know, it's cheesy, tokey, and it's Those are dumb. the
1: best ones. Yeah. That you have a personal attachment to. Yeah, so. That's why I have Last Action Hero figures on my wall. <laughs> personal <laughs> attachment to a shitty movie. But, uh, very good, very good. Jake? I'd like to talk
2: about American Psycho. Which is one of my favorite not Christmas movie Christmas
1: movies. You weren't shitting when you said bleeding over and from the other episode. I, <laughs> Seriously,
2: I, I talk about one of the songs from the end credits. Yes, but but it's a movie <laughs> that takes place during Christmas that I watch predominantly during Halloween. But I like to I like to bring it up on Christmas. So that mm-hmm. Like if I'm hanging out with family, they're like, "What movies do you want to watch?" I'm like American Psycho, and they can all roll their eyes, and I can pretend I'm not broken inside, and we're all a nice big happy family. And it's it's not. <laughs> it's not a fun movie really. It's kind of supposed to be a like a shockingly stark look into like this vapid semi-violent just like the hedonistic lifestyle of these Wall Street, you know, bastards, like the young upstart yuppie types. And it's a horror movie where there are graphic depictions of violence and murder, but no violence or murder actually takes place. It's hard to describe, but it all happens. During the Christmas season, and that's excuse enough for me to force it on all of my friends and family when Christmas rolls around. But all jokes aside, it's one of my favorite movies. I'm a huge fan, and uh, yeah, it's got Christian Bale it's Pat Bateman. No, he's English.
1: Yeah, not wild. Pat yeah. Bateman, who is that? No, Christian Bale.
2: Oh, the characters. Patrick, Patrick Bateman. Pat Bateman's not real.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I Sorry. don't know who this is. I've never seen the movie. I need to see it. You should. Make the time. I want to. Make I've heard time. a lot of uh, good stuff about it over the years. I know it's, it's referenced great. a lot in other shows, like maybe mm-hmm. Family Guy has even referenced it before. Yes. But, um, very good. Very good.
2: Thank Jack. you. I thought it was very good as well.
1: Mine is uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but not oh. the Jim Carrey okay. Cool. You know, it's funny you bring that up, because that's one thing I was going to mention at the table, is how, well, I shouldn't say quickly, but... I was surprised how people latched on to the Jim Carrey one as a like a Christmas classic
0: now. I it went,
1: really has kind of...
0: I'm going to be honest. People have latched on to it and uh, call it a classic. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I really... Maybe I haven't been, heard that, but I'm just... It you probably know.
1: hasn't been called a classic, but every time you turn on the TV... Yeah, like sure. I've seen that on television way more than the original uh, yeah, seasons.
2: Yeah. like it's somehow growing in popular. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because we live in the age of irony. And that's like bleeding into mainstream (laughs) culture somehow. But yeah, it seems like you see it a lot more. Like, more and more as the years go on. My wife
3: and I were talking about it when it was because it was on this past weekend. And it would have been so much better if it wasn't Jim Carrey. Because he was the classic Jim Carrey, kooky Ace Ventura character. It's hard to ignore it. When he should have been a real grumpy.
1: But I suppose kids nowadays who don't know Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber and all that stuff, you know, can take it for what it is. This is going to sound weird. You know who I think would have made a
2: great Grinch? Who's that? First off, they need to change the costume to an extent. Keep it the same facially. Willem Dafoe? No, but now that I think about it, (laughs) that's like a perfect choice. (laughs) Go ahead. Alright, so Willem Dafoe, obviously, because we know he's got the chops. But uh, keep it the same facially, but have him like in a nice suit or something. Like Change it up a bit. Kelsey Grammer. Ooh. Ooh. I think his voice and like yeah. attitude, I think he could have made a really high quality Grinch. If they toned down the slapstick antics, That's and made what him a the little worst more part menacing, of it was
3: is how slapstick he was cuz yeah. in the original cartoon he wasn't.
2: He's like this very, you know, devious, you know, he's yeah. the mad genius almost. It's,
1: it would be cool to see like a version of the Grinch done like in an adult horror kind of ooh, perspective, yeah. perspective oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. thing that lives up in the mountain maybe you're watching it from the the Who's perspective, you know, <clears throat> fearing the thing up there and then seeing it slithering on the floor. I mean, that could get yeah, creepy, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, really creepy. But anyway, I guess I'm up, right? Um, one thing I always try to watch every Christmas Eve, uh, I last few years, though, have failed to do so, is the, the Simpsons' very first episode, which was a oh. Christmas special before they got the green light on the series. They, it's uh, you know, obviously they started on Tracy Ullman, but then after they thought, hey, this could be a show, they did a special, the Chris, the Simpsons Christmas special, and aired that after they saw how it did. Then they did the series, but it's uh crudely drawn. It's how they got the dog, Santa's little helper. Oh, I remember that? Yeah, Homer I lost, I, I remember
0: the legend of it. I, I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen it, to be honest. I gotta think, Homer
1: about lost it. all their money uh, somehow. I don't remember, or no. He didn't get his bonus, and they had to use the money they had saved to get a tattoo removed from Bart. (laughs) (laughs) So Homer had no money for Christmas, and he took a tip on a dog at the track that might win, might be able to get him some money. Dog lost. He lost everything. And uh, the owner of the dog that lost kicked him out, so he took the dog and took it home, and that was the family gift, and everyone loved it. And Uh, It was, you know, well That was the dog's name, Santa's Little Helper, the racing dog. yeah. So, uh, that's is, is that on any of the DVD sets? Season one, is it yep. season one? Okay, first episode of season it's considered the first episode. Okay, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, that's mine. So, back can, to I throw, you, John. can
0: I throw in one more? Yeah, okay, we're going around a few times. All yeah. right, this is this is my this is also a favorite of mine in terms of Christmas cartoons. The life and adventures of Santa Claus. Never Nobody it. knows Those this, again, yeah, no one knows this because mm-hmm. I think legitimately it aired. I think two years on CBS, and then they just quit. Use it. it's a Rankin Bass production, so it's really? the stop motion. Yeah.
2: yeah. Is it the one with, like, the song <clears throat> Imps and the Great act and all yes, that noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, always thought it was so cool because it had this, yes. like, weird Celtic mythological feel. Yes,
0: and it was badass because yeah. it had songs, it had fighting, it had death and destruction, yeah, it had yeah. immortality. I mean, it was awesome. It
2: some really cool concepts, like yeah. weird, like, druidic lore and
0: uh-huh. sh- I don't know. Yeah, so the, the, whole pro- the whole premise is that um, Santa Claus is a mortal man who's going to die, and he was taken in as a child by the immortals of the world, and so they meet. the The, the opening scene is the great Ak, who's the the leader of the immortals, is like meeting like fairy to try to king yeah. Kinda, he's like a yeah. fairy king of like the woodsmen or whatnot, and he is going to present the case for the other immortals to vote to give the cloak of immortality to Santa Claus. Is it to tell the whole tale? And it's really well done. It's I don't know why they didn't show it after the first couple of years. I don't know if it was too, like, up above <laughs> where kids would watch it. This is it. newer? No, it came out in 1985. Really? Yeah. Free uh, ABC Family used to show it. They don't show it anymore. But they used to show. It used I'll to be in the Twenty Five Days of Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it. It's um, super interesting.
0: Yeah, it was re- It's really cool. It, I I really dug it. They apparently I did not know this until just the other day. They made a remake of it. Oh, it was like but it, a, was it was straight cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, straight cartoon. I remember yeah. seeing that way wow. back
2: when.
3: So it looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, I've never seen that. Deck. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's it's really like I said, it's really out there and kind of cerebral. But I always dug it because you know it's got. Like I said, it's got everything. Yeah. It's got everything.
1: What more could you want? There was, uh, in the late 80s, a Christmas special out, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was uh, Claymation, you know, like when the California Raisins were big, and that kind of Claymation was big. And there was, I don't remember what it was called, but it, it had a bunch of short little skits, each of them being a Christmas song done to like a little short claymation video hmm. and the, I, the last one i remember the only reason i watched it was because the last one was the california raisins i
0: remember that singing do. rudolph the red i remember that you do i do remember that
1: yeah and there was the um carol of the bells like all the bells were lined yeah. up and they had faces and yeah. they were like hitting themselves to, oh, yes <laughs> and one like was a doofus and he yes. was the one that you were watching the whole time like trying to hit a fly on his nose and he was like the last keynote in the whole song. Yes, 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 yes. He yeah. was. He was. I think. I don't. Do you remember any of the other uh, skits from that?
0: I don't. I do remember that. That just those two. I don't remember any of the other ones though. I those,
1: don't. Those raisin things were awesome. There was a Meet the Raisins <laughs> movie that came out. It was like a I think it was an hour long, like claymation behind the music on the California Raisins, how they met, how they got together, how they started making music. Bad, it was I don't so. Remember, but... fun. It's on YouTube. You can watch okay. it for free, but. It's funny as hell. It holds up. I was laughing my ass off when I watched it the last time, but anyway, I'm sorry.
0: One side note, though, they do have it on DVD, The Life of Adventure really? Santa Claus. No, no, Unfortunately, kid. it's paired with Nestor, the Christmas donkey.
1: Oh, oh I remember that. The one.
0: hell is that? one time.
2: It's like if you could buy cartoons from the dollar store, <laughs> Nestor would be like their top selling.
0: Uh, it's, it's so depressing. Yeah, and it yeah. d- literally wants you. You'll want to slit your wrists. If, I watched it one time because it's on the DVD. I'm like, whoa, it's a. It's two. I love the Life Adventures of Santa Claus. I watched this Nestor All one. Right. I watched it and I'm like, oh, God, I think I think I need to start drinking. I mean, it was that depressing. Well,
1: you know, people say the same thing about Phantom Menace, but I still go back to it. Time. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I need to check it. Jake, we're back to you. I'd, uh, I'd like permission to
2: deviate from uh, movies and such for a second here because I've got a little Christmas video entertainment tradition I'd like to share. Because mm-hmm. the bug just bit me this week and I'm, I'm, I'm back on it. There's a video game I like to play around Christmas. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Bloodborne for PlayStation 4. Uh, I know of it. Yeah. yeah. it's. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I'm kind of a fan of the Dark Souls series of video games to an extent. You don't say. Uh, yeah, I, I play them now and again. I'm vaguely and, uh, <laughs> heard something about that. Yeah, something. Yeah. This is like same studio, same engine, same gameplay, different setting kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's like Victorian werewolf hunting. A lot of it takes place during the winter and for some reason... Whenever winter hits and Christmas is nigh, I start getting that bug. I'm like, hunt oh, some werewolves, and I pick <laughs> up Bloodborne, and I'm back on it. And it just solidifies that there's there's something I love about the winter as a season because it's this it's this living death kind of time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's like the, the leaves are turning and falling, and everything's frozen over. It's like the world's waiting. You know.
1: You know, it's funny you say that. I'm sorry. Just a quick side note to what you're saying there. In uh, The Dark Knight Rises, you know, at the toward the end when Batman comes back to reclaim Gotham and yeah. Bane is at his full reign of power... You know, it's winter and there's snow falling and on the ground, and it adds to the scene in that, in exactly what you're talking about. It's that
2: sense that everything's just kind of in stasis, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's like the world's out of alignment. It's got to settle back in. And that's very thematic in Bloodborne, is this idea of like repeating this horrible cycle. And I don't know, something about the time of the season, maybe it's just because like I've enforced it so much that year after year I keep going back to this game, but I love me some Bloodborne. I love Victorian era things. I think that's an aspect, is the setting. You know, you, you think, you know, ooh, England, eighteen hundreds. It's not in England, but it's an, it's an analogue of, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. Christmas tradition, bloodborne.
0: That's true. Does Scrooge show up to help you? No. Hunt <laughs> but
2: uh i I'd, I'd pay for that DLC. <laughs> Jack. Elf. I love that movie.
3: That's one of my new favorite Christmas movies. Oh, that's a good movie. There's no doubt about that.
0: Same here. Same here. I, I hadn't seen it till about five years ago, mm-hmm. but it's 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 become an instant favorite. Part. Yeah.
3: yeah. I love the way that it it kind of branches off from Rudolph because he, in the North Pole, yeah. everything has that
1: claymation, speak stop motion look uh, to Rankin it. Rankin and Bass there. I mean, the exact same kind of uh, feel to it in the yep. beginning there. Mm-hmm. I saw that in theaters now that I think about it. So, so did we. Yeah.
3: I remember when it first came to DVD, we watched it at my mom's house on Christmas, and my sister and I were cracking up so hard on that movie. And mm-hmm. when it was over, my mom's like, "You guys are retarded." <laughs> she just she didn't get all the humor and stuff. But
1: it's um, yeah, it's definitely it's funny how quickly it became a classic, and you don't have to buy it anymore. I mean, you just no, turn on the TV yeah, at the holidays it's and it's on somewhere. Even out of holiday, you find it yeah. on TV.
2: It's like you know, people who own a
1: copy of A Christmas
2: Story. It's like, why, why would you buy that? It, exactly. The only <laughs> time you're going to want to watch it is, like, on Christmas Day, where it plays literally And you get so much hours. of it then,
1: you're
3: like, oh, yeah, to like, hell with Ugh. this. Yeah. You have no commercials, no commercial breaks to make it
2: three hours long. It's, it's like the movie equivalent of Kentucky Fried Chicken, where you're, like, excited at the prospect of getting it. You get there, you get it, you bring it home, you take your first bite, and you're like,
0: what have I done? You know, it's just, <laughs> you're, you know you're not going to be ready
2: for it again for months. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. It's true. It's true. All right. Um, Edward Scissorhands I have. Oh, that was one a, of the other yeah, ones that yeah, I didn't okay. think that it was Christmas
3: when we were searching through Amazon looking for Christmas. Yeah, you know, Matt bro- showed up,
1: brought that one to my attention, and it's a great one to think about. You know, Again, I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but very Christmas-themed. You know, yeah. all the snow mm-hmm. and everything. It's just, uh,
3: I think it qualifies. Oh, yeah, when he's making Agreed. the ice
1: sculptures and
3: Winona's just dancing in the ice chips floating around. Yeah.
1: It was a good movie I, I love the um, oh I don't know how to say what I'm saying like that very plastic almost Town feel yeah. of the whole yeah, suburban yeah. area you know what I mean it yeah, was the yeah. sort of
2: Norman Rockwell yes. ideal you know yeah. everything's yes. very synthetic
0: and yeah
1: Right, I uh, absolutely love that. It was a good film. We uh, we're planning on watching that soon, so I can't wait. It's been a while. Good call. Good call. Indeed. How
0: about the uh, how about the Star Wars Christmas special?
1: Oh, God. you know I have it on the list here, and I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I've never been able to make it all the way through. Like I don't know how people ever get through the first five minutes of it no. because you're oh, watching yeah.
3: well, that's Wookie- a, the Wookiees, right? Wookies yeah. talk
1: without any dialogue. On yeah. it. you know you don't have any idea what they're saying. They're just growling at each other, and you're like. And they okay. don't really
3: look like Wookies, I guess. The one was it the the baby or something? He's got a huge underbite,
1: or maybe it's the father. One of they. The, uh, yeah, there's like yeah. a there's like a grandfather figure there. It well, looks like. Yeah. I mean, who could tell? They never say yeah. who the hell he is, but. He seems like he's uh, pretty hard on that little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for him, <laughs> you know,
0: but like there might be some abuse issues going on yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, you know, all we'll these society. There's yeah, no sure. doubt. Watch yeah. the first
1: five minutes. <laughs> there's some shit happening in that household. We might need on, to get a domestic in it though. Mm-hmm. She is singing <laughs> a bartender.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Things about that special. A couple things. Um, one, it is very relevant in the Star Wars uh, canon. Because yeah, they just made it canon, I think. They don't have a choice, because it shows us our first glimpse of Kashyyyk. Mm. That's the oh, first oh, time yeah, you yeah, ever yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. they used, obviously used that as their inspiration in uh, the prequel movies, because it looks just like it. So you kind of have to make it canon, you know, as bad as, <laughs> as it was. <laughs> and the second thing was uh, at the very end. Oh, it's so horrible. They have Leia sing a Christmas song. Yeah. But it's sunk just to the Star Wars theme, so dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So she's trying like to fit these words to something that clearly doesn't sound Christmassy, and it's Christmas. Christmas or... It is a fun time. <laughs> that sounded better than the song too. <laughs> just shoehorning it in.
3: They didn't have her practice it before. They were like, this is what we're going to do. Go ahead First and go it. First of all, no
0: one practiced anything. If you watch it, I'm like, Harrison Ford, you know, is like, fuck this. I'm just phoning it <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Because like, his lines are delivered with no enthusiasm whatsoever. Yeah. And, and when yeah. you can
2: tell Harrison Ford is phoning it in, brother,
1: he is not putting the effort no, in. No, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Does anyone else have any other uh, movies to mention? Or shows? Or...
3: Did you guys know that there was a Vacation, Christmas Vacation 2? What?
0: Yes.
1: The Cousin Eddie one? Yes.
0: No, I did not know this. When did this come out?
3: I don't know, but the pre Flipping Through Amazon Prime came across it, and I thought, okay, it's probably horrible. I'm going to watch the trailer. It's horrible. It's so (laughs) bad, they didn't even make a trailer. They just took a clip of the movie, and it's just Eddie being depressed because he got fired. And he's a big loser, and their son, the third, says, yeah, you're a big loser. And then they, I, I can't even remember what happened, but it was not funny. It was End of the horrible. clip, he's got
2: the barrel of a gun
1: in it his might mouth. Might as well have been, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's been out maybe about 10, 15, 15 years, I think, and it was like straight to DVD. It was never in the theaters mm. that maybe select viewings, but wow. it was bad. So bad. And um, Did you see it? Just part of it. Oh. Again, like like you're saying, it was on TV, and I stopped on it for a minute. I was like, nope. <laughs> but um I've read that Randy Quaid in real life is one weird son of a bitch. He has gone far, far off the deep end, and that he's blown like every dime he's made on his big movies. You know, like Kingpin or Independence Day. right? Like he does as, no money. As I understand, at one point he fled to like Canada or something something like that
0: because he
2: thought there was like this shadowy cabal of what he described as star killers who go around gunning for celebrities A that's kind of a weird far-fetched concept B, that he thought he was a big enough star to warrant a
1: cadre <laughs> of assassins
0: coming and, after him it, Wait a minute, and three if you went to Canada, they won't oh, follow it's you? Like, oh, yeah, they, they, know, they would know. just it's like, be like, oh wait no, They just get
1: to the border, it's like an invisible <laughs> too wall cold, like, Too cold. <laughs> we can't get in! It's
0: like a <laughs> in, in cabin in the woods <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly it, it Incinerate <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was uh, unfortunate, but he's still, you know, one of the best parts of the first Christmas Vacation. So. Oh yeah, I don't know. Those those vacation movies were very hit or miss. For I mean, Christmas is about the only one that I really enjoy. The first one's awesome, of course. Yeah, European's European was boring. Yeah. I didn't understand the choice of daughter in that one. No, not at, at all. all. What a weird phrase. I totally get where you're
2: coming from. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Seriously, though. No, um, I, I totally get it. It's just when you take that phrase in isolation, it's cra- choice of daughter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they switched the kids up in most, right. most of them. Not all of them, but most of them they did.
0: Why was that? Was it because of... Con- I thought it was because of contract. Probably. I, mean, I don't know. Contractually. Probably they, they, age, too, because they
1: were so spread out. Uh, that's true. The that's people. true.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: because true. the guy that's on... Uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Now he played. He's Rusty in rusty Christmas, and Christmas, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Christmas. The Christmas one. And the guy, in, the kid in the first one, he was in a That's bunch Anthony of stuff. Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, yes. thank you. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. And uh, then Ethan Embry was uh, Rusty in The Vegas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, he was, wasn't he? That's yeah, right. which mm-hmm. wasn't a great film, but no. it was a lot uh, better than what I've heard, the newer Vacation movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, with Ed <laughs> Helms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did not hear good things about that. We,
1: we were warned to stay away, and we, uh, we heeded that warning. Mm-hmm. So, All right, guys, this has been fun. Yeah. A few uh, Christmas movies. Hopefully we inspired you guys to uh, look up some of these films and get in the Christmas spirit old no Canned Air fashion. Yeah. All right. Well with that. Let's you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to do the social media and oh, website. So we, we might as well just plug do that all really quick things. here. Yeah.
2: You should probably check us out on Twitter at Cand and Instagram at canned underscore Air. Don't forget to have a look at our videos on YouTube. Check out our merchandise at society6.com forward slash CandarePod. And we're on Patreon now. So toss a dollar our way and uh, show us you like what we do. Or if you don't like what we do, prove a point by tossing a dollar our way. We'll (laughs) take hatred money as well. (laughs) And, uh, oh, if you're attending a Wizard World Um, convention in the near to far-ish future, be sure to use promo code Candare, lowercase no space, for 10% off your tickets.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, well, I guess we'll do the website thing at the end. And I was just thinking, um, Christmas is coming up. You know, you got to get somebody a gift. Why not a Candair t-shirt? Candair t-shirt, Candair vinyl sticker, decal type of thing. Curtains. Show them you care with a Air shirt, sticker, or a shower curtain. Air cares. Air cares, and we're here to help you show that you care. We're kind of like Ulsterman's uh, Jewelers or something, you know. Yeah. You're getting that special gift to give someone to let them it's, know you into Candair.
2: Every kiss begins with can I've right?
1: got nothing else to say after that Other than society6.com Forward slash candarepod Or head to our website Candarepodcast.com And hit the merch button And uh, show someone they they matter to you Show someone they're special I Feel copyright infringement coming on with that one
2: <laughs> I already feel slightly sued
1: Yeah <laughs> Alright with that behind us Let's swing open the door to the comic vault Who would like to go first this week, talking about a comic book? May I? You may.
2: Excellent. Well, I see no one was jumping up, so I thought, (laughs) here's your shot, (laughs) Jack. I'll (laughs) go. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. As previously mentioned, I uh, looked up a little webcomic called Battle Pug. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, 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 Boy, there's a title. uh, The the comic just really delivers on everything you think that might be. It's got this, um, all right, imagine like a Frank Frazetta painting. Very Conan-esque. You know, it's. I would. I would even say it's got that um, masters of the universe kind of vibe, mm-hmm. the heroic fantasy. You know, early. The prologue is this. Uh, this woman who's telling a story to her two dogs who can talk. I haven't reached the point where that's explained yet, but they're asking her for a bedtime story. It's like, let me tell you the tale of Battle Pug. And it cuts to like what looks to be like an Inuit community, like Eskimos, and they're all living and happy. So there once was a young boy who cared nothing for violence and only wanted to be happy and play with his toys. And he loved his mother, and his mother loved him, and then one day her husband and all the great warriors went out to hunt some mighty beast, and oh, they never returned. Then the beast attacked the village, oh no, and it's this gigantic baby seal. Like, the cutesiest drawing of a baby seal just flailing around and eating people and destroying igloos. And the kid gets, like, launched into a snowdrift, and it's like, from that moment on, there would be no mirth in his heart, and he would live only for vengeance. And they're building this kid up as, like, this Conan-esque kind of figure. And he's like, but he was found soon after by the northern elves, and it's clearly, like, Santa Claus-style elves and, like, their candy cane stockings. They drag him back to this big castle, and he says, they're king contrary to popular belief, was not a merciful one. he's like, he shall serve me. And then he's like in the workshop making toys and like shoveling coal into furnaces and shit. <laughs> shows like 15 years pass, and he's all like burly and brutal. And then the seal shows back up, but it's an adult baby cutesy looking seal now. He's like, my king, allow me to defeat this beast. And he's like, go forth and earn your freedom. And he kills the seal with a giant candy cane. And he comes back, he's like, the beast is slain. And Santa Claus, the king, is like, My son, you have earned your freedom. You are now a full citizen of my northern realm. And then it hard cuts to him walking away from Santa's workshop on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, he finds himself in a swamp where he's attacked by this toad witch woman. Uh, (laughs) His sword gets knocked out of his hand and this gigantic pug comes out of nowhere, catches it and brings it back to him accidentally stabbing the Toad Witch in the process and he's like I guess we're buds now and he becomes like the big cat thing that He-Man has oh yeah it's just yeah it's a battle pug
1: nice oh
2: this comic is absurd (laughs) (laughs) wow that was drunk (laughs) the last cross crosses the finish no uh, oh it's hilarious I loved it sounds awesome by Mike Norton battle pug very cool it's got this very it's like the font is very like uh, heavy metal type of
1: Font. Okay. Mm. I like it. Well, I don't think I you could have gone
2: Battle
3: Pub without any kind of big, bold font like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's like super we...
2: blocky and angular, you know. Rivets in the. Palm. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's the best.
1: Very good. Very good. Well, who would like to go next? I'll go next. You go next. Have you guys ever seen the movie Secret of
3: Nim? Yes. What I is it? I'm the Secret of Nim. It's about a bunch of mice that went under underwent tests and they became kind of self aware. They started really? wearing clothes. It's back in the 80s. Pretty good movie. This is kind of in that vein where there's a bunch of rats, or mice and rats. They're in a colony living in an empty house, and it's wintertime. All the humans in the area have left. I don't know where they went, but they put together search parties to go out to find more food to live, and they some of them want to go out back move to the city where the humans are so they can live, you know, be fat rats <laughs> instead of dying off like they are now. But there's a, a gang of cats that they, they come out at night and they have to always hide. And there's some wolves that come after the cats. That's farther in the story. I, they just kind of shed a little bit of light on that. But it's very neat. It's called Scurry. I didn't get to that Scurry. Far, right? Yeah. Sc- By Max Smith. And I think we're going to have him on the show sometime soon.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think we hammered that out a little early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For everyone to hear. Yeah, it was cool because it was a Kickstarter not too long
3: ago. And I found in The artwork is amazing on it and got a hold of him to try to get him on the show, but we had issues with that, and I came across it. It was a web comic. I had no idea.
1: I need to look at the calendar. I feel like I've got him somewhere in the schedule. I think so, too. I don't I think remember. So. I'll look. But it's cool. Yeah, Scurry. Awesome. Cool. John, would you like to go next?
0: Uh, I'll go next. Uh, my comic is the last one that I read. Uh, it's not as maybe India's uh, Jake <laughs> or, or uh, Jack's... Um, uh, selections but it doesn't have to be uh, mine is uh, A Train Called Love done by Garth Ennis and Mark mm-hmm. Dos Santos uh, I read the trade the collection of the um, uh, I believe there was eight issues I think maybe six issues I think mm-hmm. it was six actually yeah, I think it's produced by Dynamite if I remember correctly okay. it, it's a very interesting um, tale I got a copy of the first issue from uh, really cheap because it was like a uh, special and I picked it up and it was interesting so I was like well when they finish the run I'll get the, the collection of it uh, it's just basically about human relationships but in true Garth Ennis fashion there's some weird things in some of these people's relationships um, they all kind of intermingle um, one character's um, brother has stumbled across a, a a mess of cocaine and is going to sell it to this notorious drug dealer uh, and make money off of it. But in the same instance, one of their friends is dating this new this new girl who apparently in the past had sex with a horse on film, and nobody Holy wants shit.
2: to... <laughs> We've
0: all been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so some of the other friends find out about it, and there's that, do we breach the subject with him or not? And then there's a, a British secret agent who falls in love with the one character's sister, and they're all very... It sounds very odd, and the way I'm describing it <laughs> doesn't do justice to the storytelling because they're also seamlessly intertwined, all right. the storylines, and uh, it's really well done. Mark uh, DeSantos, his art style was very, I want to say, very like pop oriented, like very very cartoonish, which I was afraid wouldn't fit with Garth Ennis because I'm a huge Garth Ennis fan to begin with. <laughs> And just his story type and the, the, the way he tells stories and some of the things that he, the subject matters. I was like, this is no way this is, gonna, but it works. Mm-hmm. It does work. The cartooniness works with his storytelling so well. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I, that, that's my pick, A Train Called Love.
1: That's really cool. Oh it kind of harks back to a little bit what you were saying in your comic. You know, you have this really cute cartoony thing. Yeah, yeah. Wreaking havoc. Yeah. There is something to be said about the equation of taking two polar opposites and forcing them together. You know, it's What's kind of... What's better yeah. than that? You well, know? Look at Marilyn Manson. I always go back to that example because <laughs> it's a perfect one. Exactly. Marilyn Monroe, Charlie Manson. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's appealing to uh, to the fucked up, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're the right kind of person. I mean, I, I, I enjoy Marilyn Manson myself, but uh, you know what? I, you know what I'm saying.
2: No, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. So it's like, what is that? A streetcar called Desire. That's all I can think of. That's yeah, all it was in, like in the, the back of yeah, yeah, the wires. Yeah. I can't reconcile that.
1: So. <laughs>
0: all right. But there's no train in it, by the way. Just just throwing it out. Spoiler alert, no train. Oh, no good. train. Well, that no. clears it right up. Oh, well, yeah, I'm you're...
1: out then. I, I'm <laughs> out. I thought I'd see uh, a locomotive
3: on I one of these I was here for the trains. <laughs> Maybe what was going on with that horse was a train. Oof. No, into Runnin', running trains.
1: Very good. Very good. A train called luck. Love. My comic this week is a uh, webcomic I found called uh, Ava's Demon, and
2: uh, dude, I almost talked about that one. Did you really? Yeah,
1: I came so
2: close. If did I hadn't found that did you happen to look upon, at it? I read just a tiny, tiny bit. So go right ahead. But it's just crazy because we would have.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a cool little book. It starts with a uh, young girl by the name of uh, Av, Ava. Ava? I assume. You? Yeah. Sitting in uh, class, and she's doodling on a piece of paper while you hear the teacher talking. And you see, like, a little... It looks like her, maybe with, like, goat horns and, like, a yellow ghostly kind of shape come up beside her and kind of possess her and make her write on her paper, like, die in a fire, Anna. Like, write really grim shit. And so she's like, get out of my head, like, screaming, you know? And the teacher's like, go to the principal's office. As you see this little girl exiting the room, you see a guy bugging a girl sitting in front of him. And she's... Fed up. She's like, for the last time, quit touching me, you stalker. So the, it cuts back to Ava, who's now sitting in the principal's office, and the principal's talking to her, saying, "You know, I'm we're sick of your outbursts like this. This isn't like you. Um, if this happens again, you're going to be expelled." Well, then you see that Ooh. little demon come up over the shoulder, possess her for a second. She goes, "Well, fuck you," or something. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think she says "fuck you," but it shows her like flipping off the principal. And he's like, "Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and start filling out your uh, expulsion papers." While this is happening, the girl that was in class telling the guy to quit bugging her comes busting in the principal's office saying, when are you guys going to do something about this guy? He won't leave me alone. He's really freaking weird. He keeps saying that we have to get back to a, I think it was something about get back to a spaceship. (laughs) He's out of his mind. And then as she's saying this, the guy walks in the door and says, hey, uh, I need to talk to you like seriously. And she's like, see, he's like still following me. So next thing you know, he's some, I don't remember how, but knocks her unconscious and takes her over the shoulder and proceeds to walk out of the room. And Ava's like, uh, uh, what the fuck, what do I do? And the (laughs) demon's like, don't worry, it doesn't concern you, it's no longer our concern. She's like, well, I've got to see what this is about. So the whole time you see her trailing after uh, the guy taking the girl away the demon's like, what are you doing? You know, Stop worrying about it. It's not your problem. Just contradicting the demon inside and ends up following them into this weird looking door which ends up shutting and within minutes they're like, you know, out of Earth's atmosphere in this spaceship (laughs) looking out a window and uh, that's where the first chapter ends. And then there's, uh, I think, three more chapters on the website that take it from there. Uh, Just a very brief introduction. Uh, I, I really don't know enough about it yet to say much more about it, but what took me about this webcomic was its display. Do you remember the display at all? No, no. Typically a webcomic, when you get on, you know, it's a comic page just laid out there on the screen and you can hit next and, you know, the next one will load and you read it like a book. Um... Which sometimes doesn't work right. I've had problems on websites uh, sure. trying to look at web comics. Sometimes they can be confusing. I'm, you know, and the, the format I'm describing, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it works. But the way they have this set up, when you go to the website, it's, it's a book sitting there. And as you just click on it, the pages flip for oh, you. Wow, I mean, cool. they make it so easy cool. to, so, to uh, lose yourself in it right away. And uh, the art was just fantastic. I haven't seen a webcomic done like this. It was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, Jake, I'm going to need your help on the the artist and writer's name here. Michelle, try that last oh, name good. right there at the bottom. Right.
2: Um, if I had to guess, I'd say it's either going to be Tchaikovsky or Tchaikovsky.
1: Okay. Thank you. I, yeah, no. That's way better than anything I, <laughs> I could get. <guess. laughs> and I apologize, Michelle, should you hear this. But uh, yeah, I check it out, Ava's Demon. And uh, you can find her on Twitter at Ava's Demon. And with that behind us, let's move right into
2: Real World Heroes.
1: Jack, who do we have this week? Martin Willis from West Yorkshire, England. And what has Martin Willis done to deserve a spot on the wall of justice?
3: Well, this just happened this past week. He was the first cop to arrive at a traffic collision where when he came up to the, the accident, there was a car that hit a guardrail on a bridge. The car overturned, was teetering on the guardrail, oh, shit. getting ready to fall over. He said he came over to it, the driver was still inside, he was I don't know if he was conscious or unconscious but he was still in there alive and the car was teetering and it was windy so he held on to the car to kind of stabilize it until the uh, rescue team came and got him and wow. if he
1: didn't do that it would have I guess it was a big enough fall that he, the guy would have probably died I just immediately start imagining the scenario, like in Looney Tunes, where something's teetering and like the smallest feathers. butterfly or something comes down and knocks <laughs> it all over. A snowflake gingerly <laughs> lands on the tip.
3: <laughs> <Bing>. <laughs> but yeah, he held it, stabilized it, which it had to have been sitting on there just right for him to be able to hold on it because yeah. it was a truck oh, upside man. down. Yeah. And the guy that was in the accident inside, he was said to be in critical yet stable condition. He's going to be okay. He was banged up, but he was
1: all right. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Holding a car down. Yeah. <laughs> and for that, Martin Willis, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So keep on uh, holding those cars down.
2: Yeah. All right. That's Those are important words of wisdom, I think. We should all keep holding our cars down. <laughs> you got something better, smartass? I don't have anything else. Well, you know, that was a genuine compliment, but if you want to be hurtful about it, oh, then I guess... Okay.
1: <laughs> that's just the you were, tone uh, this show is taking. I thought you were... Uh busting me out no it's there.
2: okay I, I didn't know this was the Shatter Jake's Gentle Spirit episode <laughs> you didn't it's get Christmas that in the email special you didn't yeah, get no, an email about no. that <laughs> would have been nice get a little memo like hey Jake we're gonna bust your balls
1: well it happens sometimes I guess that's true you know we're dudes we bust each other's balls right no? See you in hell. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, with all that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Mr. John Orlando and talk PVD cast. Thanks again for being here with us, John. Well,
0: thanks again for having me. I Making the trip
1: to the studio. Not yeah. such
3: a Hollywood name. Isn't John, it? Orlando. John Orlando. <laughs> it,
1: it sounds
2: like you like joined the Screen Actors Guild, and someone had your birth name registered already. <laughs> so you <laughs> needed to pick
0: like a name. Uh, that's somewhat true. Uh, anyways, is that right? <laughs> there's truth behind that. Well, there's a little bit of truth behind that. Um, you know, when uh, when I broke into the wrestling biz, you know, I wanted to have I wanted to keep my actual first name because it would just be easier. But with the very strange Italian last name. That I actually have I was like No one's ever gonna get that right Like no one So mm-hmm. we'll just pick something And uh So uh Actually The the name Orlando Was the name of my My, fa- my father's first name Was Orlando mm. Hated it though Hated it Never went by it And uh He had passed Uh Many many years Prior to that Um And so I was like Well you know what I'll just use that Cause it sounds good And it'd be a nice way To pay homage to dad You know There, there you go. go So that that's the actual Genesis of the name And um so there you go. And, yeah, so. That's awesome. And like be, I think it, it, it kind of blends in, too, a little bit. Like, I think that, uh, I don't know, I just have this kind of very old school um, mentality when it comes to pro wrestling. Like, you shouldn't have a cool name if you're one of the background players, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. yeah, Like, nobody wants a ref with a cool name. Right, like Baz Peacekeeper. You know, I worked a show one time with a guy, that was his name. I'm like, you're just the referee, dude. You're Baz Peacekeeper. Let's is pump your the brakes.
3: Yeah, referee like, Max Power. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah,
0: you know, so. Dirk Thrust Handler. <laughs> Now you
1: mentioned yeah. you have a background in wrestling. Yeah, what is that background exactly?
0: Uh, well, I was the uh, ring announcer. Well, I've done lots of different jobs, but predominantly is known for the ring announcer for Ohio Championship Wrestling. No for, kidding. Yeah, for You've got the voice
1: for it, man. Yes,
0: thank you. Um, since the company started in 2003 until uh, uh, 2016, when the original promoter decided to retire, mm-hmm. um, he subsequently sold the company to another uh, couple of owners who then moved the company up. Towards the Akron area, and uh, at the time, I just decided to call it quits myself, um, just out of respect to Jeff. Uh, Big guns, Jeff Cannon, by the way, was the promoter, and um, because, quite frankly, prior to that, I had done like two years working indie shows, and and that was it. It was I was going to be done in two years, and just have been a minor blip on the radar. But Jeff had come to me and said, uh, because we were working in a a similar promotion here in Columbus, and said, hey, I'm starting this promotion. It's Mm going to be in Cushocton, Ohio. Do you know where that is? I'm like, yeah, I have an idea. He goes, well, we're still running shows once a month out there. I'd love to have you come and be the ring announcer. And so that's how it started. So I I owe a lot to Jeff, and I've told him that to his face. I've said it many times in my podcast. If it wasn't for Jeff, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? I really wouldn't. So when he retired I said, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go to, you know. And this was when? Uh 2016.
1: 2016. So yes, you, April how many how many years did you
0: do this then? Uh, well, that year was uh 20 uh, that would have been let's see 2002 to 2016 that would have been oh, 14 wow. years. Yeah, so Yeah, and then uh, you know, the guys at New Ohio Wrestling uh, here in Columbus, they kind con- of... It's like the godfather. You go to leave, and then they pull you right back mm-hmm. in, you know? <laughs> uh, the guys... But, but, we got one
1: uh, more job for
0: you, Yeah. Uh, but with all... You know, I, the guys um, that run uh, New Ohio Wrestling at the time, um, uh, they contacted me, and they was like, look, we want to start doing DVD releases. Would you like to do play-by-play? And you know, we're going to run, we're taking it slow because, you know, we're a new company. We're only going to do a couple of shows a year, which Mm -hmm. was fine with me. And I was like, hey, that's cool. You know, 20 minutes from the house, you're here in Columbus, you know, I don't have to commute. And uh, yeah, so I actually retired, but never really retired because, you know, (laughs) you still get calls, you know.
1: Are you able to give us a, a preview of your ring announcer voice or no? Oh yeah, I can is that, that overstepping the bounce? Do you do you, do, you, do you do you get loud when you do that? I do. Back away from the mic just a little bit. Okay. Give us a give like us a sneak bit. peek of that. It. Okay.
0: <clears throat> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Ohio Championship Wrestling event. Tonight's main event is scheduled for one fall with a twenty-minute time limit. That's awesome.
1: People that's more cool. I feel like I've heard, I heard it before. before. Yeah. All right. It's really cool. I mean, you know how to you got that draw yeah. in your yeah. voice when you do yeah.
0: Bravo. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, thank you. Bravo. So, uh, th- to talk about the podcast, though, um, for a while, uh, I was actually booking OCW. And what that means was I was working with Jeff and another uh, gentleman to come up with matches. Like, okay, so we're going to be in this town on this show. What do we want to do? Well, let's put this guy with this guy. Why? Because of this, you know. And so. For several years, it was myself and my, uh, my colleague Adam Michaels and Jeff kind of putting together the shows, and to me, that was a lot of creative release for me, mm-hmm. even though in a very weird way... I was, I enjoyed the fact that matches that I helped to put together, people were enjoying. And that gave me, sure. like, oh, this is such a creative release. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, hey, the next time, let's do this match instead of that match and do this. And, and it was such a creative and uh, outlet for me. However... You know, everything runs its course. And right. there came a time where literally I don't think I had any more ideas, you know. Sure. <laughs> and so uh, Jeff had decided to start just taking over and doing it all himself, which was fine. But for me, I kind of needed another outlet. And that's how the PBD cast got started.
1: It's funny. Once you find a creative outlet that uh, really is satisfying, I guess, you know, this show would be one for all oh, yeah. three of us mm-hmm. here. We Absolutely. talk about all the time how... You know, it, well, the weeks we go without doing it, we feel like we're going to pop. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. very therapeutic. It it it's a release for us. Yeah. And so, you know, past this one day when there is no canned air I'm sure we're all going to be seeking another outlet because once you start that outlet, you can't. You can't stop it.
0: Yeah, I guess
2: it's time to do opioids. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: wouldn't call that a creative outlet, but...
0: It's an outlet of sorts. I might get creative while you're doing (laughs) them. Yeah, see? You never know. Actually, uh, December 12th, I'm coming up on my fifth fifth year of running the PVD cast. I started... uh, I'm sorry,
1: say that date one more time. Uh, December 12th. Is the fifth year. It is the fifth right anniversary. On. Wow.
0: Yeah. Congrats yeah, to you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I was looking at your catalog uh, on your website, pbdcast.com, yep. and uh, it looked like it went back to October 2013.
0: It does because I, I had it with a different hosting service. Wow. Uh, oh, and I see. So, um, and, and to be honest, uh, originally it was with Podomatic. I don't know if many people yeah, are I'm familiar not. with them. Um, and, and that was a great service, but eventually I felt like I wasn't getting enough bang for my buck. And so that's when, in 2013, in the summer of 2013, I started really learning how to put together that website. Um, and which, you know, um, was having some friends in the comic book industry here locally, and they were like, "Yeah, you look, it's easy. We can help you out with that." So, yeah. So it, um, if you go to my website, we only go back. I only go back to 2013 um, with episodes. The rest of those were on Potomatic. And to be honest, some of those, the first, the first nine were pretty awful i'm sure i'm sure you you can understand you guys get it our first 24 are
1: missing from the online catalog for that very
0: reason my friend yeah yeah so um but yeah it was i started doing it december 12th of uh 2012 and it was just me and a headset just talking about stuff and, and again you know that's how it started and then i started having a couple people from um, the wrestling background, come on to talk about, and then just it started snowballing. Actually, so no. right, you know, and I'm very proud of it because I, you know, I didn't go to school for broadcasting or communications or anything. You know, I don't. I learned everything by myself. Right.
1: Know? Now I, I uh, know that you did some work in an independent film, correct? Mm-hmm. So you know your podcast being centric around movies, wrestling, and hockey. Now we've seen now that you have a background in movie and wrestling. Do you have a background in hockey?
0: Uh, I played uh, here and there, uh, rec league, for a couple of... uh, Well, I still do now. I just, you know, it's just been... But rec league, yeah, Yeah, I never played like in high school or anything like that.
1: This is cool, though. I mean, typically when you see something like this, it's just somebody who's kind of a fan of it. But you are like... You're in all three of those fields. You actually got your hands in... Yeah, I I, played for
0: rec league, Scioto Valley Chiefs, in uh, the CHL, the Chiller Adult Hockey League. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of... Over the last couple of years, I decided to just be a more of a substitute because, um, man, it just gets to a point where <laughs> getting up at five thirty in the morning to go to work—the actual real job that pays the bills—and sure. then playing a hockey game the previous night at twelve thirty at night, you're like, "Yeah, I can't do this anymore." <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, that's why I decided to just become a sub and fill in when I want to play. Right. Uh, again, with all due respect to those guys, and they're a great group of guys. They're—they're they're not like. Um, You know, they realize it's rec league, it's not the NHL Which, surprisingly, there are some guys on other teams that think it's the NHL Yeah, you always got those couple (laughs) guys Yeah, you know, which I think that happens in all sports Like, uh, you know, if you're playing rec league softball There's always the one guy that thinks he's, you know, the Barry Bonds Well, it's like
1: little league parents
0: Right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly
1: so when you started the show, I mean, what, mm-hmm. was, what was your initial intent? I mean, was it just simply that, just to talk about what you like and love? And, yeah. Yeah, or, that was it.
0: Just to talk about things that I was passionate about and just to have an outlet for it. Mm-hmm. And I took some criticism early on because people said, well, you got to stick to something. You got to stick to the wrestling. I'm like, well, why? Why do I got to do that? Right. Why, why must I only talk about one thing all the time? And <clears throat> these, a lot of these folks were like, well, because you're going to lose an audience. Well, you know what? I liken it to watching The Tonight Show. Some people will tune in and they'll watch the monologue and they'll go, oh, okay, that actress is going to be on. Morgan Fairchild is going to be on. Eh, I could care less about her, so I'm not going to watch anymore. All and right. you click off. And I'm like, for, the, for those folks that are you know, listening, if they, after five minutes or ten minutes, don't want to hear what I have to say, turn it off yeah it's that simple i don't i'm not going to i feel like with podcasting you have so much create creative uh freedom to do whatever you want mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pin myself down to just talking about one thing here you know again and again and again I'm talking exactly. about whatever and uh so
3: some Jeez, people did. have broad ranges of interests, too, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. yeah. And you get
0: those, like, that handful of people who's like, this
2: show has everything.
0: Yeah. 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 And, it's just yeah. and <clears throat> I've had some some folks there's some avid listeners that go, hey, I love when you do wrestling episodes, but I don't know anything about comic books, so I'm not going to listen to anything when you have comic creators on. And that that's cool. That's fine. All I understand right. it. At least they're still checking every Thursday and go, hmm, maybe I'm going to listen. No, I'm not. Okay. You know. Sure. So
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you're covering, yeah, a wide, uh, mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. So I uh, was list- listening to some of your episodes uh, today, and one episode that I really enjoyed was your coverage of a convention you did up in Michigan. You shared a table with Brian Lau of Staunch yes. Ambition up there, and you had an interview with, uh, you'll have to help me with her name,
0: Elysia uh, Rotoru. Thank yes, you. Yes, from Arrow.
1: Who is a doll, by the way? But uh, that was a wonderful interview. Thank you. Thank you and very I much. And I imagine, you know, probably one of the milestones, you know.
0: Yes, it, it was. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that I learned being at Wizard World Columbus this year, where I, I finally got a chance to meet you guys, mm-hmm. was not taking the chance or not taking advantage of the opportunities that were there, you know, and I felt like. I was not going to let that slip through my fingers again. I, I was not prepared to talk to any of those particular celebrities at Wizard World because I just right. didn't know. I right. didn't know how to do it. I didn't know that I could have access to it until sure. literally uh, 20 minutes at, in the building when uh, Jason from Three Geeks podcast mentioned it. And I'm like, wait, what? I, I could go talk. <laughs> I'm not prepared. And I don't want to go over there and just stumble through an interview. Hey, guys. You- <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Lou, um, are, what was it like to be green? Yeah, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that. Like so. the old uh,
1: Chris Farley show. On the <laughs> <SNL>. Remember when <laughs> like, you were on the Hulk? That was cool. That was yeah. cool, wasn't it? You're green. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah.
0: So going, going into Monroe, I, I kind of was already prepared that if I got right. the opportunity to talk to her or to talk to some other folks, um, that I was a little more well prepared for it. And, uh that that was a fun interview she was so easy going and so laid back she and was. i do i do really appreciate her taking time out of her schedule that day to sit down and chat with me as well as dirk manning as well i uh, oh, yes. got an opportunity that to talk to interview. him that was the other half of that episode um, and that, that was a fun time and you know you, you mentioned brian Lau, but there there's a prime example of how this podcast has made my life better like i've met people i've become friends with brian Lau. Oh, you yeah. know he came uh, and stayed in my house for space and stayed in my house for Wizard World, and we become very good friends because of this podcast. Sure. So, I mean, you know, when you when you think about it, it's not just a creative outlet for me, but it's also been you know, life-changing, if you want right. to say. I know mm-hmm. that sounds cliché, but... At you, know, all, know right? <clears throat> totally, you meet new yes. people and you become connected with them, and, you know, I think that, you know, that's why I keep hashtagging podcast power, because you have sure. all this power to do creative things and to meet people and to, you know... Uh,
1: The amount of people we've met since we started in October of 2013 has been insane. Yeah. We've made so many friends. The Game Fix guys in Cleveland's uh, present company included Mr. John Orlando and Brian Lau, you know, meeting you guys. Uh, We had Brian on the show for uh, the all-time episode where we Mm -hmm. talked the uh, all-time best villains and fight Fight scenes. scenes. He brought that to the table. It was Um, a good time. It was a great time, and it's going to become a regular thing. You'll have to get on one of those with us. Okay, all right. You meet some interesting characters. Kato Kalin comes (laughs) to mind. Jeez, yeah, that's right. We didn't have him on the show, but yeah. I mean, that was so funny. We were just standing there at the stage, and I looked up and saw him, and I was like, poking Jack. I was like, it's Kato Kalin. It's Kato Kalin. And Jack's response was, I love this. He goes, yeah, it does look like him. And I was like, <laughs> like
0: dude. "Dude, it's
1: fucking him."
0: <laughs> I did not know he was like the MC of Wizard World. Like when somebody said, like, "Wait, why you know, well, That was
3: the first year I think he did that. Was it? Uh, I don't,
1: I I don't think, remember seeing him in Cleveland at all. I feel like I had seen it before, maybe not in Cleveland, but I had seen maybe on their social media or something that he mm. was working for him. But to your credit. Why would Caleb Kalen be there? Seriously, <laughs> <You know, laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: He
2: defies all
3: logic. Yeah. So. yeah, short hair, which that didn't help me recognize him at all. Too. Like but, when I
0: found that out, I was like, you could have said any other of a dozen names, and I would have been, oh, okay. Yeah, this one, I just don't even under. <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around this.
1: Well, you know, growing up, we were uh, we watched the OJ trial like every day it was on. It's <laughs> like in my household, that was it. It was the OJ trial for a year. <laughs> So, Cato Kalin and his face were a constant in the house for a year, so I would recognize the dude from two miles away, and um, it's funny because after that, I went and told my sister and my mom I was like, "You'll never believe who I ran into at the con Cato Kalin, and their first thought was, he's really charging for autographs based on the o j trial." And I was like, "No, no, 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 he's working there he's working there like, oh okay well that's that's fine I guess it's still weird, but
0: yeah." Because what connection does he have to comic
1: books? Does um, he have any? I just think he's a pop culture face. That's it. It's yeah, simply that. that. But um, he was very nice to me. I, us, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got no, the he's... selfie with him. Couple. (laughs) I wasn't happy with the first one. He's like, "Well, here, I'll fix it on your phone." And I was like, "Nah, dude, we gotta get another one." But uh, yeah, he was so he was so willing to take. Sold
2: uh, us a couple of scraps of bloody cloth after the show.
1: (laughs) This is going the wrong way, wrong way. So should I I not have said that? that No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I brought up Alicia,
0: was that? Yeah, her name? Alicia. Yeah,
1: I brought her up, uh, just kind of like one of the celebs you've talked to. You've talked to so many interesting people on your podcast. One thing that you do that um, I would like to do more of here on this show is dig deeper into the, the community around us. Mm-hmm. We we are always r- reaching out. To, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it would be nice to focus on the community around us, and it was so cool to listen to some of those uh, episodes of yours and to. Get a glimpse at some of the people that are so close to us, like the guy. In, you interviewed a guy in Dayton with the zombie, uh, zombie,
0: fabulous. Yeah, Hines. zombie fabulous. Yeah, zombie fabulous. That sounded awesome. Yes, yes. Stephen and Hines. Um, yeah.
1: the other uh, gentleman doing the documentary on the um, African American Chris Bournet. women uh, in wrestling. Yeah,
0: I, and, which that that and I'm a, a walking encyclopedia of pro wrestling, and I didn't know that. And so when I legitimately right. say that on air that I I never knew uh, anything about that. It, it was so educational for me. And, and actually Chris's episode was prob- has been one of the more um, heralded. You know I've sure. gotten lots of comments for Chris's episode. Um, and th- to be honest, this year, the most positive comments that I've received was from my episode when I went over to Video Central and hung out with Hannah. The owner of Video Central, which is over there on Bethel Road, the independently owned DVD, what, movie rental store. They have, the, you oh, know, okay. I'm, how many of those are around anymore? None. Um, but I knew that it was over there from a friend, and I stopped in there and decided to go ahead and join. You know, because they have just such an amazing selection of movies, especially if you're looking for cult movies or indie flicks. They have an amazing mm. outlet. Uh, or excuse me, catalog of those. And so I was just talking to her and I was like, do you want to be on my podcast? We can talk about the store. And that got so many people, it's got so many great reviews from people like, oh, you know, thank you for highlighting this because, you know, like uh, one person said, it, it's kind of a forgotten store or mm-hmm. forgotten local business and you know uh, another person said it brought back my childhood of going to the video store with mom you know and getting a chance to look at all the cool movies yeah. that were there so I, this year that was the most uh, revered episode I guess you could say of the year so
1: yeah, I'll have to listen to that one I haven't listened yeah. to that one yet yeah. so What have been some of your personal, like, greatest moments doing the podcast? Like, who are some of the coolest people you've got to meet (laughs) or just, like, the all-time, like, wow, I can't believe I got to do this?
0: Um, Well, obviously, Ms. Rotaru was was a big one Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I'm going to say we go back a couple of years when I went to the Libertarian National Convention when it was here in town. I just was curious about like this idea, the political ideology of the libertarians and, and kind of had this idea that they were all conspiracy whack jobs that would have <laughs> aluminum foil hats, right, you right. know. And so I went down to the convention center and like I was surprised because I thought, oh, I'm going to sneak in like this is, you know, this is going to be some, you know, James Bond like shit. I'm going to have to, you know. No, not really. I mean, you just could walk in because the convention was open to the public. So I went in and and actually talked to a couple people, and and they were... it, It surprised me a little bit and also made me feel bad that I stereotyped them as such. But... Very articulate uh, Explain things about their party's policies And what they want And you know What not mm-hmm. in government And I learned a lot Actually from that So I feel kind of embarrassed that I was so close minded About sure. You know be- Believe the hype of these folks But So that one I think Was a very unusual one for me um, And met a lot of interesting folks there Um, I gotta say my current episode I really enjoyed uh, With Brian Zane Brian Zane is the uh, gentleman behind the YouTube show Wrestling with Regret
1: I saw that, yes Yeah,
0: and uh, Wrestling with Regret is Brian's take on It's not only just entertaining but also informative About the bad ideas of professional wrestling Bad bad, bad characters (laughs) Bad events um, You know, bad ideas Mm -hmm. And and he kind of pokes fun at them, but In a loving way, because he's a huge wrestling fan and a wrestler himself. And uh, so talking to him was really cool. Um, Trying to think of some of the others that have been really cool Um, that's really made an impact. I mean, I don't know. There's so many of them. I, I think there's very few episodes in my catalog that I would go... Uh, I regret doing that one.
1: Right. I right. mean,
0: uh, you know, I think you, you you all can agree. There's probably somewhere you're like, yeah, that was not maybe
1: not good regret, episode. but at the end, kind of like, oh. well, thank God that's over. Yeah, th- yeah, that's probably a better way to describe <laughs> no, there's it. There's one. Yeah. There's one.
0: Yeah. Uh, there is one. And I, I pulled
1: it. it. I pulled that son of a gun. So there's a little hole in our catalog <laughs> around episode. Like one hundred and fifteen sixteen, I think,
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think I think there's a there might be a couple that I wasn't one hundred percent happy with, mm-hmm. but overall, I mean it's been it's been fun, I enjoy doing it, you know, and enjoy talking to the folks that come on, and yeah. I thank everybody for coming on, you know, taking time out of their schedule to chat with me.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a good show, man. I can Thank vouch for you. it. I uh, have been really enjoying it and I uh, look forward to listening to more. Thanks. I'll have to talk to you off air about uh, how to get the rest of your catalog on iTunes because your iTunes catalog seems a little.
0: Well, and you know what? Yeah. It, th- I know you've got because... more episodes than it's given me. Yes. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. And, and you know, the, the problem with that was <clears throat> iTunes was very, very problematic for me. Like I could not get my RSS feed to work with iTunes because really? I have a WordPress site and WordPress is like a conflicting platform than oh, Apple. God. And it took, uh, um, Oh, Sean, I can't remember Sean's last name. Uh, I'm sorry, Sean. He is part, uh, he's one third of the people behind, uh, blazing caribou studios out of Minnesota or, uh, no, excuse me. Out of Illinois. Excuse me. He helped me out with that. He helped me get on iTunes, and so I do have to go back and try to get more of my back catalog on iTunes, and that's something on the to-do list. I just haven't had the sure. opportunity to do so, but yeah, if it wasn't for uh, Sean and, uh, and Carrie, uh, the two people that, that run Blazing Caribou Studios, uh, Sean helped me out tremendously. All it was was a simple plug-in. But again, I didn't know what plug-in to use. Right. He helped, and there you go. And, and that's why I say podcast power, people helping out other people, you know, that yes, do the genre of entertainment. And that's what's awesome about it. It,
1: nice. it is quite awesome. I know yeah. we're happy to be amongst the podcasting uh, family here for sure. in yep. yeah, So, yeah. John, it's been awesome to have you on the show Thank and you. to our listeners. I strongly recommend checking out the PVDcast at pvdcast.com, again, on iTunes. You can find him on Twitter at PVD. MVP, love that handle. Gentlemen, Thank you. <laughs> where else can people check you out?
0: Well, uh, the PVD cast is also available through Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Pod Paradise, um, Stitcher Radio, who has been with me since day one. And uh, most recently, I am on the Echo Network, which is out of Michigan. It's a small, very independent um, company up there that's putting out lots of podcasts. And so they were nice enough to take me on, and I appreciate that. Uh, don't forget, there's also a Facebook page, facebook.com slash pbdcast, and uh, you can also email me if you want. I know that's probably a little passe nowadays, <laughs> but uh, John Orlando, com.
1: I'm anxious to hear about the Seco Network. I think Candare okay. may need to uh, yeah, look into that, okay. huh?
2: And you know, John, I've got to ask you one kind of absurd question sure. before we cut you loose. Okay. And uh, mind you, when I ask this, I'm not in any way making fun of the title of your podcast, but when I... Go to type or text the word podcast, my giant dorky thumbs almost always mash the V instead of the O, and I type PVDCast by mistake. 95%
1: 95% of the time. That's brilliant marketing at work, right? There. I know, yeah. <laughs> did that influence the name of your title in any way?
0: Yes, Jake. Yes, okay. it did. No, that's a happy accident. honestly. And I swear to God.
2: And I, and I think of you every time. I'm no. like, oh, I almost promoted him again.
0: The, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the story behind it is that uh, in 2002, when I joined uh, Fire and Ice Wrestling, which was the local company here in Columbus that was doing pro wrestling shows, The promoter said, we're going to put you on the website. Okay, you need to fill out this bio. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it's your standard bio, height, weight, where you're from, you know, things. And I'm like, at that time, there were four other guys that claimed Columbus, Ohio as their hometown. And I'm like, I don't want to be the fifth. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my mother moved to Providence, Rhode Island years ago. Uh, And so I was like, I'm going to claim Providence, Rhode Island that's it that's going to be my hometown so that was, that's been the, my character's hometown for years and so when I started the podcast PBD is actually the airport code for TF Green Airport in Providence huh. oh. so it was like a play on words it was like podcast PBD cast well yeah there you go cool that's what we'll go with cool so, awesome
1: yeah I like that glad you asked that well, I, that's I, something I, I wanted to ask and I totally forgot how did you come up with I,
2: I remember hearing that we were going to have you on the show and I'm like you got to ask him about the thing the thing you always do Which actually, and then I forgot until like just now if you look at
0: now. the logo too the logo the anchor is actually from the f- state flag oh nice of, of oh, Rhode Island yeah that's awesome Yeah, I didn't even realize yep it. Yep, which I'll throw quick quick props to Juice Jennings for uh, making my logo for me. And I yeah, appreciate really that and cool. helping out with all my artwork. I dig it. You got um, the Holy
1: Trinity up there.
0: Yeah, cool. exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, it looks good. Looks awesome. damn good, John. Thanks. And I want to thank you again for being here. Hey, thanks
0: for having me on, guys. We're going to
1: put links on our uh, website and on Twitter to help direct people cool. over to the PvD cast you. so they can check you out. And uh, yours truly, Candair Boys. We're on. The PVD cast? Yeah, in September. Uh, we were. What episode yeah. number
0: was that? I don't remember. Ooh, do you, you remember got me on by now. No, that's no, okay. <laughs> just
1: look at, I mean, you have everything uh, categorized. <clears throat> yeah, by just go to September and 2017 and yeah. you click
0: there and you'll see the, the mm. different uh, episodes for that month.
1: A good time that was. So, yes, it was. So, once again, John, thanks so much. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to com, where you can
3: see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on our social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes to see the Wall of Justice. Check out some of the videos from our YouTube page. Click on the merch button and buy some merch. Makes sense. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work,
2: send us an email on our contacts page. And once more, everybody, that is at Pod on Twitter and at Canned underscore Air on Instagram. Check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash... Yep. Yes. The Candair Podcast, or just Candair. Air, canned air Pod. Pod. That's what I thought. Okay. Then I was doubting myself. I'm always doubting myself.
1: I gotta I have, have in more you confidence. Jake. I believe in you,
2: <laughs> Yeah. But check us out on Patreon. Throw a buck our way for the low, low cost of one hundred cents. You can boost our confidence for the entire month.
1: If If you guys like what we're doing here, there, there's exclusive content on uh, the uh, Patreon. Page that you can get access to just for backing the show for a few bucks a month. Uh, one being the Canned Air Fantasy Fight. This might actually be up your alley here, John. i a right. one. Where we right. uh, take eight fictional characters from across pop culture, heroes and villains alike, uh, drawn at random, and we put them in a tournament bracket and fight them down until we have a winner. We sit and talk about if they were to battle. Who would win? You know, we don't play any favorites, we you know, even no, if. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we watch some of our most beloved characters go down.
2: That is some show favorites. Yes. Bit the dust yeah. on that
0: one.
1: Yes, but uh, it turned out really awesome. We put uh, the audience roar in there, the announcer <laughs> in the
0: ring, even. Oh, well, next time you do one, I'll come and ring announce you for better you. Better How about believe, that? There you, you better go. believe
1: we'll be coming to get you. But uh, yeah, check us out And uh, for those people who are supporting us Again, thank you for your support We uh, can't thank you enough, it means the world to Thanks us Thanks for patronizing us <laughs> Oh, this guy, this guy I hate here It's a play on words <laughs> <laughs> And uh, our YouTube page, check it out uh, A lot of the good stuff happening there We're going to be uploading here within a week or two Candare uh, Movie Riffs number two I'm so freaking excited It's back Same here, I it is back. It so bad Voyage to the Prehistoric Planet. A true classic. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's, it's, I like it better than the first one we did, Mm -hmm. personally.
2: It's it's quickly become my favorite.
1: But what Candare Movie Riffs is, is our take on Mystery Science Theater. We watch old movies and we make fun of them and laugh at them and...
2: like you've ever watched MST3K and thought, I wish these guys were less established. That's the, that's
1: the niche (laughs) we're filling. Here you go. You're welcome. Yeah. We got you back, right? Candir. So keep an eye out for that. We'll be letting you know when it's uh, available. But uh, I think that's it, unless anyone else has anything to say.
3: Episodes with J's are usually the best. Yeah, I agree. We
1: got the four J's going. I forgot about that. (laughs) Four J's. What is it about this table that attracts the J names? I don't know. I'm not bitching about it. I'm not complaining. It works. It works works. very well. So, uh, very cool.
2: My buddies Jordan and Jose in Nevada can attest that the power of the J name is (laughs) something to behold.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, I am Jeremy Collie, Jack Doherty, Jake Runyon,
0: and John Orlando. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: there Mervin. Wow it's Flint. It's one thing to break a window but it's another to blame simple Billy. You should be inside listening to the Candair podcast. What about the window? I guess you shouldn't have broke it. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
0: G.I. Joe. Yeah, the way you said. You, uh, can you
1: describe that one more time? She was
0: <laughs> having sex with a horse on film. There you have it. That's a show. Yeah, bravo. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing. Providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!